Behind the Shades. Andrea, take us from the beginning. I know that this is something that you experience and you suffer through life. So tell us a little bit about conversion disorder and how so, it impacts you. So I kind of want to share the story first, if that's okay. Um, so um, a lot of people don't know what a conversion disorder is. I didn't either. Um, I was 17 years old. I went to summer camp and everybody was there. Um, I don't remember this day at all. Um, we went to Kings Island. I don't need to keep saying, um, because um is not a word to say. So <laughs> why am I doing that? I tell people not to do that. Okay. So I don't remember the say at all. I'm just going by what other people tell me. I was the last person to the bus from the theme park that day. And I was crying. I wouldn't talk to anybody. And they found me being the last one to the bus. So on the bus, I was supposedly was crying hysterically. And then I was, um, I went, as soon as I got off the, off the bus, I said, I need to go to the nurse. And they couldn't find me. I disappeared once again. And they found me laying in a ditch on the side of the road. Uh, it was pouring rain on a summer night in 2005. I was covered in mud, having a seizure, a full-blown grand mal seizure. Um, I never had a seizure before that day. Uh, it was it was very traumatic for everybody who knew me my whole life to see that because that's the way it was. Um, one of my friends said that I called her and said, I've tripped. I think I sprained my ankle. I think I fainted. I, I, and then boom, phone cut dead. So they had to do a search party out in the woods. And somehow I was, it was like the side of the road, but like there's a road and here's like a ditch and then there's the woods. So, um, they took me in an ambulance to this little hospital in Cincinnati that you shouldn't go to because they didn't know what they were doing. They did a rape kit. They did an X X ray, and they said we don't. She's fine. We don't know what's going on. And and the camp directors were freaking out. The nurse at the at, um there was freaking out. I was friends with her daughter. She's known me since I was ten. They're like, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. So when my by the time my dad got there, um they were already going to discharge me. And so he said he was just going to go ahead and take me to children's hospital. I was 17. So he took me to children's hospital on the way there. I had a seizure again and it was full blown shaking grandma seizure. Um, if you're a parent and never seen your child have a very traumatic. Okay. You're freaking out. So he picked me up carried me into the hospital, screaming and crying, please help my daughter, please help my daughter. And here I was in another hospital gown, still covered in mud. <laughs> so they, I had hypothermia. Is that what it's, yeah. 
so they covered me with a, a heating mattress. I still don't remember anything. This is just, I was, I was coming to when I was asleep, but I was coming to when I was asleep. And then I woke up in the x-ray room. Uh, the neurologist was in there and he woke me up in the x-ray room and he said, just let her sleep it off. Just let her sleep it off. Cause they were trying to do x-rays and MRIs and all this stuff. And then next thing I knew, I woke up during a EEG and EEG is where they put, um, 30, 32, 36 electrodes, maybe 36 electrodes in your scalp. And they take pictures of your brain and they watch the waves to see if there's any electric behavior. Okay. Um, normal behavior. It's just normal waves. Electric behavior is a certain type of waves. Well, a couple of days later, when I, I slept for literally two days, a couple of days later, when I woke up, they said, if you have epilepsy, and I said, well, you know, what's epilepsy? Here I am thinking I'm dying. And uh, epilepsy is where pretty much a switch turns off in your brain and you need medication for that. So I they put me on a whole bunch of medicines. They put my parents through training. Uh, it wasn't epilepsy. I went to several different hospitals throughout Ohio, Indiana, everywhere. Vanderbilt, Mayo Clinic, you name it. And there was no other EEG that showed um, a a true seizure, a a epileptic seizure. And I had to spend my senior year at home. I was having seizures at school. They had to hide, they, the school sent a tutor to my house because I was a risk. And so fast forward to all the crazy, I have crazy seizure stories that I'll share with in a little bit, but fast forward a uh, neurologist, um, I went to Neuroscience Institute of Cincinnati and he was doing a test where you do go in and video EEGs and he said it was non-epileptic seizures or something that's stressing you out. You have stress. Well, we, we can't figure out what the stress It was a very happy-go-lucky preacher's daughter. So then um, a couple years way later down the road, another neurologist said it's called a conversion disorder. You're not making up the seizures. A conversion disorder is something that's caused by trauma that shuts off your brain, okay? And it shuts off your brain like certain things can, can trigger you to remember certain things. Um, and, and your brain just shuts off and it kind of looks like you have a stroke. Okay. My symptoms are I can either have a full blown shaking one, or it just looks like I pass out. And my whole right side of my body goes completely numb. They figured out, uh, what contributes to that also for me, like five years ago, five more, more than that, I have pinched nerves everywhere. 
So there's two contributing factors with me. I have them in my neck and my back and whatever, but that's more than likely caused from having seizures over the years. So Andrea, yeah, yeah. let me ask you a question in regards to that then, because you've unpacked there's a couple of things that I want to pack there because for me, the only time, and I think I share this with you, the only time I've ever seen a seizure when I was like in grade three and the kid was shaking on the ground and foaming at the mouth and all these other things. And it's quite scary to it witness is. that, right? So when you discovered that this is what you have and this is how your life is going to be changed forever, how did that make you feel? I ignore it. It's not good. Uh, I have, I ignore it. I don't tell people about it <laughs> until it's sometimes it's too late. Um, I kind of cover it up now as an adult and say, oh, I just, you know, I got pinched arms in my neck and I, it just makes me pass out. I guess you would say this podcast is my coming out story <laughs> for some people. So now I can just send them the podcast. Uh, listen to this. This is important. Because lately I have been having more, so it's it's kind of important. Why do you why do you think you're having more of them now than you did previously? Well, um, for those who don't know me, I've had a lot of stress in life right now. Um, my mother passed away. My grandmother passed away. My grandfather passed away. My son has been misbehaving. He's ten. My, my dad's going through a lot with his health. I'm sick all the time with my health. So I think it's just kind of my body saying, calm down. <laughs> I know sometimes for me, when I go through a stressful moment, it is hard to deal with it. And your body reacts in so many different yeah, ways. Exactly. Right? And, and one of the, of the things about a conversion disorder is People with it don't know how to handle stress properly. We're not the type to um, express our feelings properly. We, we, we're the type to build it in and it just stays in and it just stays in and we pack it here and we pack it there and this part of our brain and that part of our brain. And then it just clogs up your, your, your mental abilities and you pass out. Instead of saying, hey, I feel really sick today. Um, I feel like you should do this. Or if something bothers me, especially, I don't say. It's just, unfortunately. What are some of the ways that you can cope to lessen the stress that impacts you in this way? It may sound funny, but swimming helps me. Um, I love being underwater and like, my thoughts just go completely clear and swimming laps and everything just completely relaxes me. I like to dance. I like to dance around. That's another good thing. I like, um, I don't know if I, if I could say it on, on here or not. Broccoli. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, um, I like to smoke broccoli, okay? And that kind of numbs my brain too. If that makes sense. Um, 
I have been to psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists for over the years, and none of them could pinpoint the reason why I was having it. And then there's, you know, people out there, even medical professionals saying, why don't you get a, a, uh, a hypnotist and be hypnotized and find out what happened that day, if that's what was happening. Um, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> that could be, uh, other doctors have said that that could be more traumatic than reassuring. Yeah. So, so here's something weird, a theory that we have. There was a minister um, who was in the camp that year, who disappeared that night, who never went back. And a few months later, we got a call from, from the camp director saying that he was arrested for child molestation. So we don't know if maybe he tried something and it scared me and I suppressed it or if he, I witnessed him do something and it scared me and I suppressed it. But that's kind of weird. When right? you're experiencing, when you're sharing this and this has been such a big part of your life because it's something that you've experienced from a relative young age of 17, you're still experiencing it now. What are some of the ways that your life has been changed now that you are more, I guess you have a better understanding of what you're going through and you're trying to live your best life. That's a hard question. I, I don't know what a normal adulthood is. Um, I wake up every day in pain. I wake up every day with headaches. Sometimes I have seizures in my sleep and that's what causes the headaches. Sometimes I have um, seizures out in public, seizures sitting around in front of people, not in front of people. I have a lot of horror stories of the seizures, if you want me to share some of them. But I don't know. How does it affect me now? I act like I don't have them. Is that a good thing? No. When I'm out and about, like when I go on dates, when I'm seeing somebody, whatever. They don't know that I have seizures. Um, I just now started telling people that I have them because I've been having more, but do I think it scares some people away when I tell them? Yeah. Cause I don't see them again. It's one of those one day type of things. You have a support system that can help you through that since you have people that are coming into your life and leaving because of the seizures? I mean, I don't know if that's why they're leaving, but I kind of think that's a thing. Like this one guy told me once that I had too much going on health-wise that he didn't want to be around me. And I was like, okay, it's because I had a seizure at his house and it freaked him out. But um, it, it, affects, it, affects, it affects me a lot. I wasn't going to keep my son when I was pregnant because of my seizures. My father didn't want me to keep my son because of that. We were scared that, what if you have a seizure when you're out in public and someone kidnaps a baby? Okay. You know, 
what if you have a seizure and you drop the baby? So I stayed at home because of that, uh, to take care, to help my, 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 my dad and my mom helped me take care of Liam. And then my mom was diagnosed with dementia, but, uh, there was one time when Liam was a baby that I had a seizure when I was holding him. And luckily I was just sitting on the couch and my dad had noticed and ran over and grabbed him. When I have a seizure, my eyes flicker. I usually stare off in space. I go completely numb. I can't feel the whole right side of my, I might vibrate. I might not. I, it's rare that I have those anymore. It just looks like I just fall asleep or, or pass out. It feels, it feels horrible. I can't wake up. I can hear what's going on. I'm like screaming in my brain saying, move your arm, talk, respond to them. Can they not hear me? It's very weird. It's, um, I'm sorry, my, my straps keep showing. It's very, it's very weird. And it scares a lot of people. And then there's other people that they're used to it that they know just lay her on her side, she'll be okay. I've been in more ambulances than most EMTs. It feels like, unfortunately. Um, I've been in hospitals everywhere. I've had seizures at nightclubs and scared my friends to death. I've had seizures during weddings, seizures at church. I had a seizure on an airplane. I don't like to fly because of the seizures. I'm afraid that they'll land the plane. You ever think that you would have a quote unquote normal adulthood? No. That's why I just got to pretend that I have one. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You know, because like, I'll, it can probably I'll help like, you through the process, right? Because you don't ever know one, but you still want to do everyday things, right? Yeah. If I like wake up with a, a seizure or have one, it runs the rest of my day. Okay. It runs my day completely. I'm in a very robotic mood, very cranky, not feeling good. I more than likely will stay in bed the whole time. Um, it's it's difficult, and it worries my father to death. <laughs> uh, my son is ten years old now, and I had a seizure a few months ago. And he had to call 911.